You're listening to Dear God, I'm Grateful, a podcast presented by the Iron Wifey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Michaela Robertson, and thank you for joining me for a daily dose of gratitude. Without further ado, let's get into what we're grateful for today. Dear God, I'm grateful for Good Friday. Now, for those of you who do not know, today marks Good Friday, which is basically a day to commemorate the death and not the resurrection, but the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. But as I was reading over the actions that took place this day, it kind of makes you question why they call it Good Friday. Because all of the things that took place on that day were not good. But it was because of his death that we were able to enter into salvation, that we were able to be forgiven from our sins, and that we were able to have a second chance at life both in life and eternal life with Christ and in communication with our Heavenly Father. But just looking over that day, you wouldn't think that it was a good day. So I'm going to read through Luke 23. This chapter talks about uh, Jesus' trial, his actual crucifixion, his death, as well as uh, the burial of his body. And this is the whole chapter, Luke 23. And it reads, Then the entire council took Jesus to Pilate, the Roman governor. They began to state their case. This man has been leading our people astray by telling them to not pay their taxes to the Roman government and by claiming he is the Messiah, a king. So Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus replied, You have said it. Pilate turned to the leading priest and to the crowd and said, I find nothing wrong with this man. Then they became insistent, but he was causing riots by his teaching wherever he goes, all over Judea from Galilee to Jerusalem. Oh, he's a Galilean, Pilate asked. When they said that he was, when they said that he, when they said that he was, Pilate sent him to Herod Antipas because Galilee was under Herod's jurisdiction, and Herod happened to be in Jerusalem at the time. Now. Jesus is being accused of telling people not to pay their taxes and accused of claiming to be this this king, which, you know, if you're a king in the Jewish time, the king is the king. Um, So these are religious leaders. These are religious people who are turning Jesus in because there are there are riots being caused wherever he is teaching about repentance. So here we go. Herod was delighted at the opportunity to see Jesus because he was because he had heard about him and had been hoping for a long time to see him perform miracles. Now, this is the second king that he's gone to. First, he went to Pilate. Pilate said he's innocent. And he's like, oh, he's not even from my jurisdiction. I'm going to send him to Herod. And Herod is excited to see him because he's heard about these miracles. Verse 9, he asked Jesus question after question, but Jesus refused to answer. Meanwhile, the leading priests and the teachers of the religious law stood there shouting their accusations. Then Herod and his soldiers began mocking and ridiculing Jesus. Finally, they put a royal robe on him and sent him back to Pilate. Herod and Pilate had been enemies before, but they became friends this day. Then Pilate called together the leading priests and other religious leaders along with the people, and he announced his verdict. He brought me this man, accusing him of leading a revolt. I've examined him thoroughly on this point in your presence and find him innocent. Herod came to the same conclusion and sent him back to us. Nothing this man has done calls for the death penalty, so I will have him flogged, and then I will have him released. 
Now, this is saying two kings have evaluated Jesus. They've heard the claims and they say that he is innocent. So why was this man crucified? Continuing, verse 18. Then a mighty roar rose from the crowd and with one voice they shouted, kill him and release Barabbas to us. Barabbas was a was in prison for taking part in the insurrection in Jerusalem against the government and for murder. Pilate argued with them because he wanted to release Jesus, but they kept shouting, crucify him, crucify him. For the third time, he demanded, why? What crime has he committed? I have found no reason to sentence him to death, so I will have him flogged and I will release him. But the mob shouted louder and louder, demanding that Jesus be crucified and their voices prevailed. So Pilate sentenced Jesus to die, as they demanded. As they had requested, he released, a, he released Barabbas, the man in prison for insurrection and murder, but he turned Jesus over to them to do as they wished. These are religious people. I mean, this is a crowd full of unbelievers and believers, but these are predominantly religious people who are requesting that an innocent man be killed and a murderer be set free. Clearly, they are blinded. Um, clearly, they are hardened of heart and clearly the teachings that they are following are not those that are as inclusive or that um have mercy honestly that have any mercy for they had no mercy on jesus verse 26 talks about the crucifixion and they led jesus away a man named simon who was from cyrene happened to be coming in from the countryside the soldiers seized him and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind jesus a large crowd trailed behind, including many grief-stricken women. But Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, don't weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For the days are coming when they will say, Fortunate indeed are the women who are childless, the wombs that have not been born, a child and the breasts that have never nursed. People will beg the mountains, fall on us, and plead with the hills, bury us. For if these things are done when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others, both criminals, were led out to be executed with him. When they came to the place called the Skull, or Calvary, they nailed him to the cross. And the criminals were also crucified, one on his right and one on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. The crowd watched and the leaders scoffed. He saved others, they said. Let him save himself if he really is God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers mocked him too by offering him a drink of sour wine. They called out to him, if you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. A sign was fastened above him with these words, this is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed, so you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal protested, don't you fear God even when you have been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man hasn't done anything wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into, into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. I'm sorry, y'all. I, I get upset every time I read this. <laughs> but just seeing how even, in the, even as someone is dying, they're still like, oh, aren't you supposed to save us? Why don't you save yourself? They're still testing God. Yet, it, it, there's one thing to be the person on the right or the person on the left. The one who tests God and the one who says, you know what, Jesus, you are who you say you are and I believe you. Just please remember me. So we have a choice. 
clearly there are two different types of people that we can be. And it's up to us to decide which one we're going to be in life and in death. Continuing on, this talks about the death of Jesus. Verse 44. By this time, it was noon and darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. The light from the sun was gone and suddenly the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn down the middle. Then Jesus shouted, Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. And with those words, he breathed his last breath. When the Roman soldier overseeing the execution saw what had happened, he worshiped God and said, surely this man was innocent. When all the crowd that came to the crucifixion saw what happened, they went home in deep sorrow. But Jesus's friends, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching. I couldn't even imagine being that friend. Like, I can't believe they actually just killed my boy. Like, they just stood there watching. Like, how could this have happened? Now the burial of Jesus, verse 50. Now there was a good and righteous man named Joseph. He was a member of the Jewish high council, but he had not agreed with the decision and the actions of the other religious leaders. He was from the town of Arimathea in Judea, and he was waiting for the kingdom of God to come. He went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Then he took the body down from the cross and wrapped it in a long sheet of linen cloth and laid it in a new tomb that had been carved out of rock. This was done late on Friday afternoon, the day of preparation, as the Sabbath was about to begin. As his body was taken away, the women from Galilee followed and saw the tomb where his body was placed. Then they went home and prepared spices and ointments to anoint his body. But by the time they were finished, the Sabbath had begun, so they rested as required by the law. So in this one day, Jesus was tried, he was proclaimed innocent, he was enticed to be crucified, he was tortured, he was beaten, he was whipped, he was sentenced to death, he was hung on a cross, there were nails placed in his hands, he literally forgave these people who were crucifying him and mocking him as he is dying, and he died, took his last breath on a cross, and then these people came and grabbed his body and they prepared it and these women went away and they prepared spices and ointments however because of religious law you can't work on the sabbath which was the next day that saturday or on friday you can't work on the sabbath the next day so as they prepared and went through all of this this tragedy on friday they still can't do anything to honor his body to be with him to do anything on saturday so this is Good Friday. This is today. This is the day that we honor and commemorate the death of Jesus Christ. By looking at the events today, I know that they are gruesome. I know that they are terrible. I know that they are horrendous. But I promise that there is a happy ending <laughs> on Sunday that makes Friday so good. But until we get to Sunday... We have to know that God is good and we have to have faith in God and we have to believe the words that Jesus Christ uh, preached and taught before his death. And we have to cherish those words. You know, his friends were sitting there just standing watching. So I can only imagine the confusion that was going through their mind. Like you said this, why is this not happening? Why are you still dying? But they still had to remember that he is a good teacher. He is a good father. He is a good leader. And so we honor Jesus today on Good Friday. And I am grateful for Good Friday because I know what's coming on Sunday. But for those back then, I know they didn't, they, they heard what was coming on Sunday, but they didn't know, no. <laughs> um, but today we honor Jesus Christ and commemorate his life and his death today on Good Friday. 
So that's all I got for today, loves. I'm grateful for Good Friday. I know this episode was a little bit longer than most, but um, as you reflect on this weekend, this Easter weekend, this resurrection weekend, just remember uh, the life of Christ. Study the life of Christ and look at the death for he literally laid down his life for us completely, like laid down his life for us and still forgave us in the midst of his own death. So why don't we dedicate our lives to him and give up our lives to serve him and lead other people to Christ as he led people to repentance. But again, all I got for today, loves, grateful for Good Friday, and I'll talk to you loves tomorrow in another episode of Dear God, I'm Grateful. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you'll join me here tomorrow. God is good all the time, and all the time, I am grateful. God loves you, and so do I. Have a grateful day.